We've talked a lot the last few weeks about your path to freedom and developing your personal type of freedom. Now we're really going to dig in and start building a freedom plan unique to you, your family, and your hopes and dreams. I hope you all are ready to start defining your path to freedom with me. Welcome to the Pilgrim Feet Podcast, an audio companion to the Our Pilgrim Feet blog that helps you achieve self-sufficiency and your own brand of freedom. I'm your host, Katie Sutton-Smith, and I'm so thankful you decided to join me today. Starting down the path to freedom is scary. Like any new life change, there's a long way to go down a path with twists, turns, and unknowns. Plus, if you spent your life, like so many of us, in debt, struggling to live paycheck to paycheck, then the idea of finally being free, while exciting, is also filled with the trepidation of the unknown. We get comfortable where we are. We get used to knowing We get used to knowing we have just enough each month to pay our bills and meet our needs. We may dream of a chance to get out of the rut we're in, but like a dog that spent its life on a chain, when that gate is finally open and our chain removed, we're just more likely to sit there than believe we can actually break out of the yard. The paralyzing fear of the unknown stops us from moving forward. And I know I've talked before about how Husbando and I have struggled with this and how making reasonable goals will help us move forward. But today we're going to go a little bit deeper and be a little more focused. Today we're going to work together on beginning to create an actionable freedom plan. And we're going to do that by starting with what I consider to be the most important step, defining what freedom is to you and using that definition as the foundational groundwork that you'll use to pave your path to freedom. Now, before we really get going, um, I want to let you know that I have a worksheet all set up for you to use. It's available on our website on the blog at www.ourpilgrimfeet.com. And it's also on Etsy. I have the links in the show notes. It's also available for free when you sign up for our newsletter. And as always, the link for the sign up to the newsletter is in the show notes. You can also find it in the sidebar of the blog. So let's go ahead and get started. I've always loved the five W's of journalism. I think I first learned about them in a wonderful children's book called Homer Price. I could be wrong about the book title, but I know I read about them in a book a long time ago. It was an old book, too. And they've stuck with me for about 30 years now. The five W's are who, what, when, where, why. And in the book I read was a very important extra word that stuck with me. How. It seems kind of out of place, that how. I mean, it doesn't start with a W, right? And this is really why I'm pretty sure it was Homer Price, because he was really big on inventions. And that how provides you the way to begin taking steps forward. So we have the five W's of freedom. Why, what, who, where, when, and how. Why do you want to pursue freedom? 
You've heard me say it before and I'll say it again. You need to know your why because that why will be what carries you through the most difficult times in your journey. What does freedom mean to you? Your what may be very closely tied to your why and that's okay. For some, freedom means being out of debt, having a homestead that's fully sustainable and takes away the need for them to work outside their home. For others, it might be having a place where they can spend their sunset years, finally able to enjoy everything they've worked so hard for. What is your definition of freedom? Who is going on this journey with you? There are two main categories of people you're going to have here. I have two different sets of terms for them first degree decision makers, and second degree, to steal a business term, stakeholders. Your first degree decision makers are the people who are hand in hand with you. These are the people able to influence or veto any decision that you make. Now for couples, this will be your spouse, your kids. Um, if you're caring for family members, this will be family members that would be moving with you. Those are all your first degree decision makers people who will be strongly affected by these decisions or working with you to achieve these goals go in this list. Your second degree stakeholders are those who are affected by your decision, but whether they offer you help or try to stop you, really, they don't influence your decision very much. Distant relations, parents that don't live with you, adult children voicing their concerns about you moving by yourself a few states away, these people all fall into this category. They can tell you what they think, but they're not going to stop you one way or another. Next is where. Where do you want to end up? This could be staying right where you are. It could be moving from an apartment in the city to a house on the edge of the suburbs or a farm 20 miles away from your nearest neighbor. But you need to write down your where because your where is your big dream, your final goal. Where do you want to be when all is said and done? Lastly, when do you want to achieve this? And remember, the key to your when is creating a reasonable timeline with flexible goals. So I'm going to break this down and give you all examples of our definition of freedom working through my worksheet just like I just did for you guys. Why do we want to pursue freedom? We want to pursue freedom so that we can have our family in a location with others whose values more closely align with ours. We want to be out from under the yoke of what we feel is oppressive government and taking our God-given chance to pursue what we consider to be happiness, even though we know it means taking big risks and that the safety net where we're going is much smaller and even non-existent. What is freedom to me? Well, I consider freedom to be the chance to mess up. I consider it to be, honestly, cliche though it might sound, the bare basics laid out by the founding fathers, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We might fail. We might end up with nothing. But the freedom to try is all we are guaranteed and I am putting everything into that guaranteed chance to try. So freedom to me is getting us to a place where we are on even ground financially and health-wise and in a few other areas so that when we make our move, we have the greatest possibility of success when we start to try. 
Who is my who? Well, you guys are very familiar with my who. My first degree decision makers are Husbando, Grammy, and Pops. But we do have some second degree stakeholders as well. Those are my sister and her husband, my brother, his wife, and my nephew, dear friend, my best friend, my husband's lodge, his business partner, and our boarder. All of these people and a few others will be affected by our decision to pursue freedom. And many of them are already feeling that as we've started stepping back from social obligations that require our attention. Where do we want to end up? Well, I've mentioned it off and on, but just in case you've forgotten or haven't had a chance to listen to that first episode of the podcast, our where is just outside the Black Hills of South Dakota. And now we come to the big one, the one we haven't really discussed since I mentioned it at the beginning. How? How are we going to do this? How are we going to make our five W's into a viable, doable reality? By making it real. We're going to create real objectives for each of the major areas of life that may affect how successful we are at achieving our freedom. And real, by the way, stands for reasonable, encouraging, adaptable, and lifestyle changing. We are going to build reasonable objectives of all shapes and sizes, encouraging milestones that motivate us to keep going. We're going to keep things adaptable by not creating hard deadlines that will cause us stress and can demotivate us. And finally, we're going to make lasting lifestyle changes that will continue to carry us forward after our desired freedom is achieved. Now, that last one might seem a little weird, but think about it. What good does it do to be financially in good shape, out of debt, and have solid savings if you get to your freedom and then go crazy spending all your money and racking up credit card debt again? No, the changes we make as we move down our path to freedom, these have to be lifestyle changes that stick with us. Because it's an area that the majority of people out there struggle with, we're going to start with finances, and I'm only going to go through two of the four sections of the worksheet just to give you guys kind of an idea of it. I don't really want to, I don't think any of us want to sit through a 45 minute long podcast of me breaking down every page in my workbook, but we're going to get started with financial freedom and covering health. And then if people want me to cover the other sections, they can send me an email and I will be happy to do that in the future. We're going to start with finances. For a little perspective, let's consider the following statistics. 40% of families were struggling financially in 2021. 80% of adults had at least one credit card, and 45% of those carried a balance from month to month. That means rather than buying four gallons or four tanks of gas and then paying off their credit card the next month, they were carrying a balance. They owed money on that credit card. More than 43 million people have an average of $37,000 in student loan debt. And if they have private student loans in addition to federal loans, 43 million people are carrying greater than $40,000 in student loan debt. Now, chances are you're struggling with at least one of these, but you might also have medical debt or a home loan. And to top it all off, 
the cost of groceries has risen anywhere from 6% to 10% over the past year, while wages rose at most 4%, which means the cost of living outpaced any raise you probably got. It's a pretty depressing picture, isn't it? But we're going to tackle all of it and get out from under these burdens. And we're going to start by creating real objectives that we will later turn into SMART goals. So let's start at the top. What is our financial goal? What is financial freedom for us? For Husbando and I, it is getting out from under the debt settlements we set up when he had to quit his job two years ago and building a six-month expense savings. Why? Why do we want financial freedom? Because once we're out from under all of our debt, the only thing we'll have left is his student loans, and those have already been negotiated into a manageable payment. We want to have the credit available to finance adoption if we can't afford to pay cash, and we've learned it really actually is a good idea to have solid savings in place for when life throws curveballs at you. Who is on our journey with us? Well, for this part of the journey, this is just Hasbando and I. We are the first degree decision makers. Second degree stakeholders are Grammy and Pops, as well as Hasbando's business partner. Where will we achieve financial freedom? Right here. Part of what is keeping us here is getting these debts paid down as quickly as possible so we can focus on building a strong cash base and the house in South Dakota with Grammy and Pops. When will this be accomplished? Our goal is to be completely out from under our settlement and therefore all credit-related debt by November of this year. We only have one more creditor left to settle with, and our savings goal will probably take another 12 months after that to complete. And here are our real goals to help develop our how. Reasonable. Based on what we are able to save each month from Husbando's paycheck, the November date is reasonable. However, that's assuming we don't run into an expensive setback. We are also focusing on diversifying where we shop to bring our grocery bill down and expanding our food storage so we can take advantage of sales and stock up when prices are low. This means we're eating at home more, and that money not spent eating out is helping us. Encouraging. We're setting monthly milestones for our savings that allow us to see our savings grow. We're also building our food storage and looking at those cans of food are helping us meet these goals even when meals are a little boring. We know that it is possible and even likely that there will be setbacks. Husbando has a large commute that puts a lot of wear and tear on our vehicle. And after Grammy and Pop's move, we won't have access to an extra car to help bear that burden. We recognize that flexibility with this goal is crucially important. Lifestyle changing. Husbando and I both have a rough time eating at home, even though we know how expensive it is to eat out. I don't even eat that much anymore, but a meal away from home is always going to cost double what it would cost us to make in the house. But making the change to eating food we've already spent money to buy and the time to can has already started making a huge impact in our ability to save. And I have found that I enjoy almost everything about the canning process, but I love the sense of pride I get every time I open one of those cans back up 
and use the food inside to make a meal. This is a sustainable change once we fully develop the habit of eating at home and not eating out. Do you see how it's working? While we're not yet creating a plan we can put into action, we're developing the foundation for going forward. We know where we want to go, we're identifying how we can get there, and we're starting to see steps take shape. So let's tackle one more. We're going to tackle health and diet freedom. Health and diet. It might not be the next most important category for some people, and if it isn't, you can definitely skip it and move on to a category better suited for you. But for our family, and I'm sure for many others, this is a critically important area of our lives that we need to tackle to move forward. Why do we want to improve our health and our diet? Firstly, because I just had waist loss surgery, because Pops is diabetic, and because Grammy has celiac disease and I'm gluten intolerant. Husbando suffers from frequent stress-related heartburn that can be improved with diet, though less stress is certainly better. And because we're pursuing a lifestyle that is very physically demanding, and we will need to be in the best possible physical health so we can handle the rigors of living on a homestead. What does improving our health involve? Or what is our health and dietary freedom? For us, health and dietary freedom means focusing on whole foods. If you keep up on the blog, you know that I'm a big believer in whole foods and how perfect they are for the homesteading lifestyle. There's nothing better than growing your own fruits and vegetables and eating them. There are a lot of great ways to start cutting out preservative heavy foods and fast foods and replacing them with homemade whole food alternatives. Plus, you'll save money in the long run and it'll make your garden planning a lot easier. Once you know what people actually want to eat, you can buy those seeds and those vegetable starts. Who is on this journey with us? All of us. All four of us are the primary decision-making people on this journey. If we want to be successful, we have to be as healthy as possible. Where and when will we achieve health and dietary freedom? Right here, right now. Health is a process, and we're working day by day on getting healthy. But how are we going to do it? Our realistic, reasonable goal is to cut back on how much Husbando and I eat out. No more than twice a month. It's not fun, but the money we save is fun, and we feel better when we eat home-cooked meals. I'm going to go a little out of order here for a second, but just bear with me. We're staying adaptable because we know that life circumstances can easily change everything. If someone gets sick, it will throw our entire schedule out of whack. I had a doctor tell me once it was ridiculous to allow life circumstances to affect how much I was able to cook at home, but he was wrong. However, that doesn't mean healthy choices can't still be made, even if we're eating on the run. We have to be adaptable. Just because we can't eat at home, however, doesn't mean we can't make a healthy choice. Now we're going to shift back and we're going to talk about encouragement. We're encouraged not by weight loss, though it's great if weight loss wants to come along for the ride. 
but instead were encouraged by improved muscle tone and improved stamina. That number on the scale doesn't matter if you've lost weight because you've lost muscle and now you're too weak to lift a two-pound bag of sugar. Hay bales, a two-string, weighs between 40 and 75 pounds. So we're encouraged by measurable improvement in things like stamina and strength. We're encouraged by the way we feel. It's amazing how good the body can feel when it's finally pushed out most of the sludge of fast, convenient foods and is beginning to run on optimum fuel whole foods. It's not actually unlike filling your car with ethanol-free fuel. At first, there are some hiccups. Your car might cough a little bit. But then once it's burned off all that syrupy sludge in there, it runs happier. Your digestive system is the same way. Lastly, we want these to be lifestyle-changing goals, so that means choosing meals that are still delicious and easy to prepare. Even better are delicious meals that can be prepared ahead of time and frozen to be reheated later. If you're interested in make-ahead batch freezing for your meal preparation, I will link my favorite food prep program in the show notes. It's called Freeze Easy, and it's amazing. Erin Chase is a full-time mom and creator of Freeze Easy and has meal plans and guides for every family type, even those with special dietary needs. I especially love her gluten-free meal plans. That's really important for us. And her awesome meal prep products that help make batch cooking so, so easy. Anyway, thank you for joining me today. I know we covered a lot and I hope you're feeling filled with excitement and hope. If you were starting to feel hopeless, I'm praying that you now feel renewed. Next week, we'll be taking what we worked on here and moving into creating an actionable freedom plan. Once again, if you'd like to get a copy of the worksheets that go with today's podcast, they're available on the blog store or on Etsy, and the links are, of course, in the show notes. Or you can get a copy of the worksheets for free if you sign up for the newsletter. Plus... Sign up for the newsletter and you'll get next week's worksheets for free as well. As always, I love sharing with you and I hope that you feel comfortable sharing with me too. Please, please feel free to get in touch with us. Let us know if there are any topics you'd like us to cover. You can always send us an email at pilgrimfeet at ourpilgrimfeet.com and let us know what you think or even just how you're doing. Once again, I'm Katie Sutton-Smith. Thank you for joining me today and come back next week for more.